Hi, it's Roger Sitkins. Welcome to Winning Strategies. Today we're going to talk about what do you owe your clients? You know, over the years, I've asked literally thousands of independent insurance agency owners and producers the same questions. What do you owe your clients? What value do you bring to them? I'm amazed at how many people have never even considered these questions. Apparently, they've never sat down as an organization to discuss their obligations to clients or given much thought as to whether they provide to them any substantial benefits or advantages, in other words, value. Often, owners and producers confuse what they owe their clients with the following empty claims or cliches that they, they say or, or talk about during presentations. I'm sure we've probably all been guilty of saying, you know, we give great service. Well, of course we give great service. We never say, well, we give, you know, pretty bad service, but a low price. Next, well, we represent all of the carriers. Okay, so you represent a ton of companies. Doesn't everybody, and what does that really mean to me as a prospect, as a client? The next one just drives me crazy, this thing. We have the best people. We have the best people in the whole business. Now, I know you've got great people. I know you're committed to learning or you wouldn't even be listening to this broadcast. But, you know, it's as if this vortex opened up in the universe and all of the best people fell into your town and, by the way, into your agency. Now, again, I know you have outstanding people. I know I'm preaching to the choir. But really, all the best, would you believe that if someone said that to you? Well, we can save you money. You know, it's just all about low price. Well, I know price is important, and you've probably heard me talk about this several times, but have you ever been low on a piece of new business and not got the account? And have you ever been high on a renewal and kept the account? Money's important. We understand that, but we have to tie value to it, too. Business longevity is when people talk about, you know, we've been in business for a hundred years. Well, why is that important? I mean, what does that really mean? So, you know, the old saying is that one year repeated a hundred times. You know, basically, none of these statements provide much value to the client. They're really not even significant to them. What we talk about there, just those are basic things that people expect. They expect you to do that. Value is not about being the vendor of a commodity where you give somebody just a low price. It's more about being a trusted advisor and actually moving to an indispensable partnership with your clients. So those who believe that value is subjective may think the better question is, what does the client really want? Really identify with the client what their expectations are. I'm not so sure that all clients would know how to answer that. And what they really want, may, what they say they really want, may be because they just don't really understand risk management and insurance very well. I think the average client wants to do what? Well, I think the average client wants to save money because they've been educated to save money. And this is the escalating influence of all the billions of dollars a year that are being spent on the internet, on radio, TV, etc., with ads about save money, save money, save money. Well, maybe that's what they want, but what the average client needs is protection. They need protection at a fair and competitive price, but they need protection. They don't need a low price policy. It's sort of like a Swiss cheese policy. It's full of holes. So let's think more about the main topic here. What do we owe our clients? Well, when it comes to value, here's what I believe you owe your clients. First of all, I think you owe them a great client experience. 
How do clients feel after dealing with your agency? You know, we've talked about this before. If you've seen me live recently, you know I talk about it all the time. But I think it bears repeating. You know, do you offer clients or prospects a stay at a, a roadside motel, or do they enjoy a Ritz-Carlton experience? When a client has finished dealing with your agency on any issue, a great client experience will leave them with pleasant memories and a positive impression of your agency. Conversely, of course, a bad experience may leave them with feelings of disappointment or even anger and contempt. So what sort of training is your agency providing to your staff to ensure that you're delivering a great client experience? Well, I think we owe our clients an annual review also. I firmly believe that agencies and producers have a fiduciary, if not a moral responsibility, to complete an annual review on every client. You know, recently I met with three of my own trusted advisors, my CPA, my financial planner, and my attorney. As we got talking about what we're doing in the Better Way Agency model, I asked the group, when was the last time any of you guys had a formal review of your personal insurance program, not your commercial, your personal? Well, two of them answered right away, never. And the third one said it had been five years ago. What? Jeez, these are all substantial income earners who have very full and active lives, and by the way, a number of very expensive toys. They just couldn't believe it when I brought it up to them that they should have that. I asked if any of their current agents had even done a personal risk survey on them, personal risk survey, when they started working with them. They had no idea what I was talking about. So let's get into this, this formal risk survey. Well, I believe that every customer, not only once they come on board, do they have to get an annual review, there should be an upfront formal risk survey. As I discovered in talking again to my trusted advisors, most people and most small business owners have never had any sort of a formal risk survey. There's an application completed, but that's not a risk survey. They didn't have a risk survey completed on their specific needs. And again, they hadn't even heard of one. So what's the easiest way to differentiate in the marketplace? Start doing upfront risk surveys. It's a great starting point. Again, I think you owe it to your clients, and I mean all clients. If you're handling their needs, you better have a formal risk survey up front so you know what they really need, not just a cookie-cutter approach. VIP treatment. Well, it goes back to the client experience too, a little bit, but in today's world, I firmly believe that if a client is worth keeping, and by the way, they're not all worth keeping, but those that are worth keeping should be treated like a VIP. You know, now let's face it, there are different standards of, of VIP service depending on whether it's an A account, B account, or C account. The A accounts, of course, are the top 5% of your customers. The B are the middle 15, and the C are the bottom 80. Well, our studies continue to show that the bottom 25% of the customers in the average agency generate way less than 5% of their revenues. Now, you may be questioning this as you hear me talk about it. You may have also remembered me talking about knowing versus guessing your numbers. So don't assume or guess that I'm wrong without knowing your real numbers. If you haven't done an 80-20 analysis ever, or if it's been a while since you've done one, go back and get one done. And then just for a second look, take a look at what the bottom 25% of your customers are doing for you. Now, the customers you keep, should they be treated as VIPs? Well, again, if you decide to keep them, the answer is yes. Well, every client is entitled to a great experience, a great treatment, they get the treatment at the level that they paid for. So our A clients, of course, are going to receive a different level of service than our Bs. 
and our B is different than our C's. Keep in mind that, that not every customer is going to want the annual review we've talked about or the formal risk survey. In which case, I believe they should go elsewhere because if they're not willing to do that, they don't really care enough and they're the type of people that they're just buying a commodity. You want clients who are committed to having a professional relationship with you, not a vendor relationship that's based upon buying and selling of a commodity. Full-time clients, full-time service. Your clients deserve your commitment to be their full-time and only agency. In other words, you are the one and only agency they deal with, and they are, again, full-time clients who write all of their insurance and risk management needs with your agency. So in personal lines, we define full-time as three or more policies with the agency. In small to average commercial, it's two or more. But having said that, we continue to see that only about 10% of personal lines clients have three or more policies with you, and that fewer than half small to average size commercial, small to mid-sized commercial, are full-timers. Last study we did said 49%. Now, you know, there's an old saying, there's gold in them in their files. Let's get in there and round them out. It increases revenue per relationship, and of course it re increases retention. Next area, dedicated team members. I believe you owe it to your clients to have designated staff to handle all of their needs. I'm not a fan of rotational service. I'm a fan of having PRMs, personal risk managers, CRMs, commercial risk managers, that are assigned to the accounts and have very specific responsibilities with them. This means, again, that your internal service people are assigned to an account to truly take care of the client and also to round out the customer to get them to full-time clients. And by the way, to also ask for referrals. That should be done every day. It's not old school. It's still the best prospect we can have. What about ease of doing business? Well, today's consumer does not necessarily want to deal with their insurance, that which they don't necessarily love, between 9 to 5. So unless your website provides 24-7 online service, you're behind the times. Certainly every major automation vendor today has an option for that, but have you actually implemented it and are you really communicating it to your clients? What about claims experience? How about a great claims experience? Well, as you know, most people only use their insurance when they make a claim. Let's face it, insurance is about the loss of the few spread amongst the many. But I personally get very concerned when I see agencies that their only claim service is to hand it off to an 800 number. Now, I understand the efficiency of passing the customer off directly to the claims department at the insurance carrier, but what's the follow-up from the agency? Even if the carrier does a beautiful job of handling everything, the agency really needs to be involved in the claims process to make sure the situation is resolved and the customer is satisfied, exceedingly satisfied, with what happened. You know, one of the best agencies I've ever worked with in my consulting career, specialized in workers' compensation. That's the main product that they pushed. And they took great customer service to a whole new level. Whenever there was a work comp claim, the owner of this agency would personally follow up with the client, the owner of the business that had made the claim. He'd actually call the company's CEO to let him know that he was aware of the claim, aware of the situation, to reassure the client that his agency was on top of things and asked the client to let him know if there were any snags or problems during the claims process. And by the way, this agency of all the ones we've ever worked with had the highest revenue per employee 
$275,000. That's amazing. Well, what else do we owe? I think we have to help our clients manage their total cost of risk and total cost of benefits. The clients need to understand the components of total cost of risk and total cost of benefits, and I believe you owe it to them to help them identify and quantify these costs, especially on the mid to large range commercial accounts, but then more importantly, help them control them through some of those value-added services you should be providing. This all kind of wraps up into becoming truly an indispensable resource, an indispensable partner with your clients. You know, when you think about all the emerging risks that are happening today and the, the changes facing our society, and you think about the Affordable Care Act, the Obamacare, cyber liability, etc., your clients need someone they can turn to for answers. They need for you to be that indispensable resource, that indispensable partner they literally couldn't live without. Yet I see that of the approximately 30 to 35,000 independent agencies in the U.S., depending on what number you look at, only about 3,000, in other words, about 10% or less, are doing what it takes to be that indispensable resource for their clients. So my challenge for all of you is to go to every department in your agency and ask each one of your teammates the following question. What do we owe our clients? What value do we provide to them? And oh, by the way, if you were a client of our agency, what would you really want? What would you expect? You may recall the marketing term USP, Unique Selling Proposition. The USP, Unique Selling Proposition, are those unique and appealing ideas and things that separate you from all other me to competitors. Understanding what you owe your clients will help define your USP. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and as always, I hope you gained value from it. To learn more about our results-based programs, please go to our website, www.sitkins.com.